hell's wrong with you? I miss my wrestling. Who's your wrestling? Yes, I, I need my wrestling. All right, man, calm down. It's all good. You know why? Because you were listening to your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at Ten Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions. On Twitter at the Inzigiri. And catch your new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Basement Dropkick on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Davey Richard. I'm Dave Kinner. And we are on the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. In the Instagram Network. Guess what? What? We got wristbands. Is that wristbands? Wristbands. All right. Yeah, 10 wrestling, yellow and black all around. It's great. It's great to like have to because... You can help us um, promote our podcast and everything that we're trying to do in the future. Sounds good. And we just got in 10 wrestling bead wristbands. Now, how much are these ones? These ones are 6 bucks, and the rubber band ones are 5 bucks. So the ones that look like a rubber band are 5 bucks. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So if you want to help us get a mixer and all this stuff, please donate or please help us. We'll send you something cool, like these wristbands and cool bead bands. You can hear them. Cool. So, please help. Well, it'll be awesome. Thank you. And Not just for me, but for Quinn, too. He needs help as well. And in the future, we will have t-shirts. T-shirts? T-shirts. Anything else? Oh, we have plans of making t-shirts and t-shirts and t-shirts. And um, we got icons in the future. We'll get you an idea if you want to get an autograph. We'll send them and ship them to you. And we got wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands and wristbands. In the Instagram Network is officially brought to you by Royalties and Custom Apparel. Please visit www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. All one word. So what's the webpage again? www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. You can also reach them at 1-800-597-2517 and use promo code INSEGURI and receive 10% off your order of $25 or more. So, Keener, um, what's that number again? That number, once again, is 1-800-597-2517. And use the Insecurity code and receive 10% off. How do you spell Insecurity? E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. Once again, that is E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. And how much do you take off? 10% off, order of $25 or more. Oh, let's do it now. I'm wearing the shirts right now. And don't forget, you can also receive our shirts at royalties.com. Ooh, mm. we got shirts. We got shirts. Oh, we got shirts. Hello, I am DB Richards, and alongside is my referee friend, the guy I love to rib all the time, Dave Keener. I wish he was better, better Keener. But we got a keener. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? So, how you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah, we got... Right. Who do we got on today? We got Stockade tonight. Oh, hello, Stockade. Hey, guys. So, um, I'd like to find out who you are and um, what got you into pro wrestling. Uh, I guess, basically, man, I, I, I don't can't tell you, like, when I started watching or how old I was or don't remember. I just remember, like, what part of my life. Like, I, I can't remember when it was in my life. I just kind of like grew up watching it my whole life. You know? Okay, okay. Um, so getting in the business, um, who trained you? Uh, I was trained by Mikey Whipwreck uh, over at YWC. Uh, after uh, he uh, opened uh, a school, he had a school, I think it was called UWA, and um, that's where those guys were trained. He shut that down, opened uh, NYWC with a couple guys. I was one of the first, I think I was the second of the school being opened was when I first joined. Okay, okay. What was the best advice um, Mikey ever given you? Uh, man, he's given me so much over the years. Um, honestly, the best advice I've ever gotten in rest and roll was your mouth shut and your eyes and ears open. Okay, okay. Um... What did you say last? Uh, the best advice Mike ever gave me was uh, keep my mouth shut, keep my eyes and ears open. Okay. Yeah, that's mostly a lot of people um, when they um, um, give advice, they always say the same thing. Um, being in the yeah, wrestling, bu- being in the wrestling business for a long time, do you have your own advice to give in to the younger crowd? Uh, pretty much the same thing, man. Like, um, you know, keep it, you know, like, like same thing, Mike. You said, and yeah. um, just from my own experience, just you know, be humble, don't be impatient. You know, even if you get signed, being you know, two years in the business doesn't mean you're a great wrestler or or you know everything. You know, be humble, and you're always learning, and it takes time to become good, and it takes even longer to be great, and it takes even longer than that to become a legend. 
and it doesn't matter if you have a contract your first year or if you get a contract 20 years later. It's about yeah. the grind and you know and, and learning and continuing to learn and continuing to grow as a performer and a worker. Oh yeah, um, like I, I love picking your guys' um, heads when I talk to you guys and all that. And I love this business like everybody else loves this business. Um, so like what I hear, um, uh, Corey Castle was on the uh, um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, he 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 had an advice saying, "Don't be 12." And I was like, I didn't get it at first, and he's just telling you, "Don't act like a child. Grow up." You know what I mean? Don't act a, don't act 12. And I, I thought that was a cool message to tell people and yeah yeah i agree and i was like holy crap cool picking people's brains and i love it um so um so where where did you start out at uh i started out in deer park long island uh at nywc under uh mikey whipwreck's tutelage um back in i think my first match was 2005 okay so so it's been almost like almost a decade now um so yeah it's been a while (laughs) yeah it's like, do you remember your first match? Uh, my first official match yes. was uh, a student show match with a guy named uh, Joey Brazol. But my first match on an actual show, live crowd, the whole nine, uh, was against a fellow student um, named Mike Spinelli, who's no, no longer in the business. Okay, okay. I bet you've seen so many people come and go in the business. and I, I've seen a lot of very talented uh, men and women come and go, people that you know shocked me that they were leaving and, and not doing this anymore. And I've seen people that I didn't think would last a year be here 10 years. It's, it's a crazy business. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a sad business, too, and we we lose a lot of wrestlers, too. And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lost one over the weekend, yeah. last week. Yeah. So, um... Yes, well, I knew I knew Bar for a long time, so that one kind of hit. Yeah, it it sucks when it's, you know like we I think what Danny passed almost a month now, Danny Havoc, and yeah. it's um yeah man it, it sucks. Like, I, I didn't know uh, Bar at all. I never really had the chance to meet him, but uh, you know I mean it's sad when anyone passes for whatever the reason is. It just sucks. It's, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You never and, want to hear it. It's it's just brutal. And it just goes to show how much of an impact Danny had on a lot of people. Where two big names from two of the biggest companies were wearing Danny's stuff, like after he had passed. So that was kind of cool. I mean, you know, Dan- Danny was a pioneer in deathmatch wrestling. Um, and honestly, in my own opinion, I think if Danny, if the opportunities and, and the business was what it was when Danny was, I don't want to say in his prime, because I honestly think he retired too early. I know he was hurt and everything. I get it. But um, I think if the opportunities were around when Danny was, you know, still active and in his prime, um, I, I think you would have seen Danny on TV in some capacity. I mean, his mind for wrestling, not even just deathmatch wrestling, just wrestling in general, he was an ultra creative person and he would have done something either in the ring or, or outside of wrestling or I, I that's what I believe I mean I know, it sucks it is what it is it's timing it's, it's life you know life, life sucks sometimes right so asking a good question when growing up did you have like a favorite wrestler uh yeah um my favorite wrestler growing up was uh, Jake Roberts. Mostly at the time, uh, you know, a lot of people know that I'm a big reptile guy. I have a lot of reptiles. I was always infatuated. Like, growing up, my thing was uh, reptiles, wrestling, and comic books. So, you know, here's a guy coming out with a snake. I was already, like, infatuated with him. And, you know, it's funny, like, getting into the business, then you learn how just how fucking good Jake, in my opinion, Jake's the greatest of all time. It's next to Terry Funk. So, uh, so I yeah, asked that question. I asked that well, question because we had a running bet here that your favorite wrestler was Jake Roberts. Yeah, I mean, it was Jake, the Road Warriors. Um, I was a big Undertaker fan as a kid. Like, I, for some reason, I gravitated to like. I mean, the Road Warriors look like freaking superheroes. They look like they're gonna, you know, they're, they were just like insane, over the top personalities. And then like the Undertaker, like we just, you know, I, my, my mom and my father were bikers, and my stepfather is a biker. So like, I grew up in that household. Here comes the guy who dressed black tattoos. As a kid, I was like, right, that's like someone. It's like one of my uncles that comes to the house, drinks beer, and hangs out. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. Um, I I, I want to put out this question. Do you? Did you ever have a geek out moment meeting somebody? Um, when I was so I went when I was a kid, I, I was big into like um, like I said, comic books. But I was also uh, like uh, like uh, those card games, uh, fucking Magic the Gathering, I think it was called. Yeah. And I was helping out at a, a local comic book store, so like we would go to these. Uh, it was, I think it was called Wizard World or Wizard Con, or it was one of these big comic books before like what it is now. It was like smaller. It was literally like only the 
geeks. But anyway, uh, Steve Austin was there signing autographs, and like I was just like shaking meeting him, and that was like probably the only time where I was like freaking out as a kid or in general meeting someone. I've met tons of people now, and even uh, like rock stars, movie stars, I've met. You know, fortunate. I, nothing ever came to that point. Like because when I was like Steve Austin was the peak when I was in like middle school and high school. He was like the, the mecca. Yeah, I think I geeked maybe twice. I never geeked to my favorite wrestler Bret Hart, but I geeked um okay. to Ricky Steamboat and I and IRS. I geeked out. I mean, in the, yeah, like for me in the business, the only other guy that I really like marked out over would be when I met Terry Funk. Like, yeah, because it's Terry Funk. Terry Funk is a really good, um, good person. He is really good friends with my, um, my one of my friends, George Potterino's mom, when she was alive, and they called each other mom and dad all the time because, um, back in the old days, Mo, um, drove ECW wrestlers to the hotel, back to the show, um, all that stuff, and she got to know all these ECW guys and wrestlers all around. You know what I mean? And that's and the day when she said, awesome. she's like, oh, I know Terry Funk, and I'm like, okay, sure, because it's like I, I thought somebody just bragging about something like i met him but when i met met him it's like oh my gosh she really knows him and it was kind of cool that i met him and i thanked him because he did something for a friend that was dying of cancer and he passed away um he called him up and they talked for an hour talking about fighting and terry funk is goddamn one of the greatest people i ever met yeah absolutely like when I, I I want to tell you that story because it means a lot. You know what I mean? Somebody calls a friend. Yeah, no, he, he he is awesome. He's, he's I, every time I've I've been fortunate enough to meet him more than once, and every time he's just simply like just down to earth and awesome. He's he's the greatest. Oh yeah, I I have to agree with you on that. So, do you have any pet peeves in the business? I mean, in terms of what, like like um, know, that's kind of a. Like I know, I know refs that when we ref and your shirt's not tucked in, or the wrestlers don't um, wipe their feet before getting in the ring, or wash your shit, um, wash your clothes. I mean, it's like little things, nothing serious. Like I'm not, I'm not a fan of. Um, I don't like refs to take away from the match. I, I, I think, um, get his name. I know he's at AEW and something against the guy, but uh, he was a Chikara ref. Ref Hanson used to do it back in the day. Like, I don't like refs that like there's like a huge something will happen and they're almost selling as much as the guys in the ring. Mm-hmm. That kind of like gets me. I'm like, because you know, to me, you know, the ref is a poor part of the match, but they're nice. also you know, be seen, not heard type of situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm big on that. Like, I, I'm big on if you're a manager or ref or whatever ring I, I i did a show and the ring announcer had gimmick i didn't get it i don't need my ring announcers to have a gimmick like you're part of the show but you're not main course you're the side dish you're the the, the parsley you're the whatever um so it's stuff like that but i mean nothing you know and, and wash gear i mean if i that's, that's probably my biggest one i hate guys that come in and they smell horribly because they haven't washed their gear if you had a show the day before it's understandable breeze it do what you can but if you're like working once a month wash your gear <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I one of my um I, I'm like I I consider referees the director of the show. So they're they're behind the scenes, but they're supposed to um protect you and make sure you're okay in the ring. I understand that part. Yeah, like, like you know, like I said, like referees should be seen and not heard. Like I mean, they're a very important part of the match. And if you're a good referee, you should know what to do and talk to the guys. I mean, I've been I've had matches, you know, and there's green referees and there's bad referees. I've had matches with referees where I'm talking to them and telling them, hey, go tell them this, or go tell them that. They just stare at me like I got six heads. So oh, I totally understand. I, I we go to see the um the young kids show on Mondays in H two O, and okay. I, I noticed the referee. He's always out of place. He's all this, and I'm like talking to Dave over here. I'm going, dude. Um, he should be counting there. He should be doing this. And I'm like telling Dave, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, he's off. Um, it's like okay, he's on the rope. He should start counting one, two, try to get them to break all that stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is going? Like, yeah, I, I understand they're learning. But there's certain things you should, because you watch wrestling so long, you should know some of the stuff out there. And that's my opinion. And I'm a critic of my own world. I'm very sorry if I critic for a lot of things, but that's who I am. And I mean, I remember... I I, I think it was the one match where I was out there at ringside, and I think I was positioned wrong, and you're like, get the fuck out of the way! (laughs) (laughs) Was that the Kino show? Yeah, it was my brother's show, where it was me, Chuck, and Kyle... I was in their corner. Yeah. And it was him and Raver. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, dude, I, 
that I, I probably don't even remember that, but I probably, I've yelled at so many refs and managers. Like, yeah, in the heat of the moment, you know, it comes off as being a dick, but I, dude, I, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Like, no, you know, no, you're fine, just, bro. You know, like, I it just, you gotta get the, you know, my, you know, the guy makes sure the match is on point. Like I said, I've, I've yelled at, I've screamed at refs in the back, I've screamed at managers, I've screamed at wrestlers. Like, I don't want to, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm trying not to be angry. I'm older. I, I have a, a, a fiance with a kid, so I'm trying to be responsible now and not be a complete idiot and try to be a decent role model. So, those <laughs> Behind me. So speaking of your fiance, I gotta ask the question: Did she enjoy the show last night? Uh, you know, like she's um, she's not she's a, she was a wrestling fan back in the day. She enjoys watching me and people that she that she's met. Um, I think she was more just exhausted from the heat because it was brutal. Even though like she was under the canopy. Yeah. But um, I mean, she, she enjoys coming. She enjoys watching the shows. But I mean, if I asked her her opinion, she would just be like, "Yeah, it was fun," and I probably wouldn't get an honest answer if <laughs> she hated it or not. Um, I know she gets guys confused a lot. Like, she's like, oh, so-and-so had a good match. I'm like, he didn't wrestle. Like, who are you talking about? Did she see you do, like, the harder matches? Yeah, she comes to H2O. Um, she actually came to, uh, I think it was me and Raver was the first one she actually saw, uh, like, live. And that kind of, we weren't really dating then. We were just really close friends. And that one kind of, like, fuck freaked her out. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, she was with you for the like, meet and greet. Like, me up. What happened? She was there with you for the meet and greet, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. um... She knows it. She doesn't like it. I don't. Th- I wouldn't. You know. I don't think any real deathmatch girlfriend, wife, fiance really does like it. But um, you know, I think they understand. She understands that. You know, I, I mean, there were guys I trust and guys that you know know what they're doing, and I'm not gonna seriously do something stupid. And right. even though I am gonna do something stupid, she's not gonna know until it happens, so I don't get yelled at. I get yelled at on the car ride home. That's always good. <laughs> like, go, like uh, yesterday, uh, I didn't know it was gonna be uh, hardcore and everything. So she's like, "Oh, is, what kind of is it? One of those crazy matches?" I'm like, "No, oh, like I think it's just a regular match." And I didn't tell her. She starts seeing all the gimmicks. She's like, I, I hate you. She's like, why'd you lie to me? I'm like, I didn't know until two hours before. I'm like, I forgot to tell you. So I got screamed at as we were at the Jersey Shore, which is fun. So um, d- um, the death matches, um, do you want to try to get away from that? Or are you just going to cut back on some of the stuff? Or? Um, I mean, the way I look at it is, um, I I hate saying this because I, it sounds shitty of me because I, I love deathmatch wrestling. But I look at a guy like Drake Younger, stopped doing it, and then Drake got an opportunity to wrap it. WWE. Um, I'm always going to do them. I'm just being very selective of who I do it for. There was a time that almost every show I was doing, it was either hardcore or some type of death match with the local guy. And um, I, I can wrestle. I, like I said, I was trained by Mikey. I was uh, also partially trained by uh, my former mentor, Tr- Crusher Dugan, who passed away back in January. Uh, and he was trained by Dean Malenko's father, so I have mm. classic wrestling. Um, mainly, it's going to be for H2O only. And uh, so some of the people like if, uh, Mike Morgan from Ace or Johnny Moose from Excite asked me to do something that crazy I'll do it for people that I have a lot of respect for and that were there for me when I was young but mm-hmm. I don't see myself doing it anywhere else besides H2O like I, all respect to GCW and ICW and what they're doing it's just I just don't have that desire to, to do that and you know I, I'm trying to trying to make something happen whether it be with NWA or Impact or whoever yeah um, I, 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 every time I see you I, I dig your shirts and all that I love the whole gimmick of the Thor and all that stuff to it I'm, is Thor <laughs> your favorite uh, you. wrestler I mean your Thor? favorite comic well, book I'm sorry yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thor was yeah, Thor was big. Um, my family background is Scandinavian and German and Polish, so um, I don't know. If, you know, I couldn't tell you if, if there is real Viking type stuff in my family, but we are from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Thor was my first. It was Thor. Actually, my first comic book was technically uh, wasn't even uh, Thor. It was actually the X Men. I was an X Men fan first because of the cartoon that aired back in like the early nineties. Yes, and it was like X Men, Spider Man, and I want to say I think Batman was part of that block, which was which was weird. Yes. And um, I think there was like a really bad Fantastic Four, or I think no, it was Avengers. They were really shitty like Avengers cartoon. Like it was weird. And then Hulk, Incredible Hulk, and Ghost yes. Rider. So like X Men was my really first comic book. And then by just getting into Marvel, I just thought the Thor stuff was cool. You know, it's it, like I said, it's close to uh, my family background. But I don't know. I just gravitated to Thor and the stories of Odin and Loki and just everything. You know, dark elves and everything. That thing. I just it was my thing. Um, um, one of my favorite movies back in the day from the eighties was. Adventures of um, sitting, yeah. and um, the, the little girl thought the guy that came to um, to help them out with the car and all that looked like Thor, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And that's the first time I found out what who Thor was. And, and I mean, she wore the hat too. Yeah, the she whole, wore the, yeah. the whole uh, movie. I had to look him up because I. 
I was not in the comic books. I was more in sports, and I love my Phillies. I love no, my Flyers. Like I grew up on that. I, feel side. You. I mean, yeah, it's crazy now. Like I mean, if you would have told like ten year old baby, like, hey, when you're like your twenties and thirties, they're gonna be making like big motion pictures of Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. I'd be like, get out of here. Like <laughs> being into comic books, you were like, you know, I mean, I wasn't there. I, like I would skateboard and play sports, but like all my sport friends, athletic friends, were like, dude, you read comic books? That's like nerd shit. I'm like, dude, they're awesome. Like dudes with claws coming out of their hands and shooting uh, laser beams out of their. Like, it was awesome. And now, like, you go down, the, you can walk into any store and someone's wearing a, a Marvel t-shirt of whoever and all they know is it's from the, the cinematic universe. They have no idea about anything else. Oh, my gosh. That... It, was like when rest, it was like when wrestling was hot. People were wearing, like, awesome 316 shirts and DX shirts. And they had and they no, had no clue who, who they were. They just like the shirt. It's like what people yeah, wear. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's a cool shirt. It's like a person wearing a band and like, oh, do you know um, Linkin Park? No. no. Or yeah, do like, you I know Metallica? No. I, I see these kids at shows or, like, even at the mall and they're wearing, like, Metallica, Master of Puppet shirts. Like, you were Born. Yeah. You don't even know probably one fucking yeah. song in that album, but they're just sitting there wearing these or Nirvana or the Misfits. I'm like, it's become a like a, an image now. It doesn't even mean the band anymore. It's, it's weird to me. And now I'm like this old guy going, you don't even know. And I remember my mom yelling at me about that stuff about like the Allman Brothers. My girlfriend's son's friend came over the other day. He had on an Injustice for All shirt. I'm like, name two songs besides one. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so mean. The kid's a kid. It's not the point. You just have to teach them. That'd be like me walking around wearing like a um, like an Almond Brothers shirt. Like you said, you're wearing a um H. Um, no, I'm wearing an HOA shirt. <laughs> name yeah, somebody on that card. It's crazy. I can name you the whole roster yeah, and the owner. I'm just joking with you. <laughs> so um, if um. Okay, like I'm a, I like the comic, like reading up on stuff on the comic books and stuff like that. I like doing my research and all that. If I wanted to start a um, comic book collection, who, who should I start with? Uh, I mean, it's really who you like, you know, like that's such a, dude, you're talking, I mean, there's stories, like if you like Marvel and you want to get into like the Avengers stuff, you got the Infinity War line, you got the, the, the first whole story saga, which is. Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man coming together to stay battling the whole. I mean, it's really on what a characters you really like. Um, I mostly I like everything. Because I mostly like everything. Um, I watched the cartoons I mean, when dude, I was a kid. And... The best advice I can give you, if you really want to read like the older stuff, I would just go to like Barnes and Nobles if you have a comic book store by you and get the graphic novels. Usually, it's like a whole series of one, or it's like the first run of like six or seven comic books, and then that way you can get into it. I couldn't tell you what's going on now. I, I barely have time to keep up with the new stuff. I mean, I try to, but. Um, yeah. I just recommend getting the graphic novels. I mean, or you can do the digital stuff. I think that's like a big thing now is digital comics. I, I, I do have the DC app, and See, they have comic books on there, and I read a little bit of it. For me, yeah, so... I'm, a, I'm I, not a big DC guy, so I wouldn't even know. <laughs> so my birthday was July 8th, and I got done work early on the 7th. DB goes, let's go for a ride. I'm like, all right, where are we going? He's like, I'll tell you when we get there. So we wind up going to a place I would call the Mecca of comic book stores. We go to Red Bank, New Jersey, and go to the stash. Nice. I always wanted to go there and just check it out. Oh, I it's really a nice. Quick stop, which is cool. We did that too. We sh- you should send the pictures to show. Oh, well, we went in, and Mike Zamsik is standing there, like at the register. I'm like, I would have thought it would have been somebody else. Else, not him and Walt, but that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I, I've been trying to go there just to check it out. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I love all his movies. So am I. Tusk and uh, this, that weird one with his daughter, but like the original. Oh, like, Yoga Hosers? I love those movies. I know. He did some movie with his daughter that I, I watched on Netflix and I was just like, it's terrible. Like, what yeah, am I watching? Yoga Hosers. Yeah, that was just horrible. Yeah, yeah. That and the, the Tusk movie, I was like, this is. Yeah. This is awful. What the <laughs> fuck is he doing? But like Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, Mer- uh, Clerks 2. I heard there's a Clerks 3 coming out or a Mallrats 2. Like, Something like that. I, I, love, I love Reboot. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought Reboot was fucking I awesome. thought Reboot was good. Uh, I thought Reboot was supposed to be a reboot. Right. Doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I dug it. I dug, I dug everything about it. And uh, like I said, I, I definitely want to go to the stash. That was my plan Saturday, but just we left late and the fucking traffic getting down there. I was like, man, this sucks. I'm not even going to try to do it. Yeah, yeah you, we needed to, you needed to do it like on a weekday when nobody's going down the beach it's so much easier right. to get down there Mike Zamsik said that they yeah, do like I, a full tour there's like a Kevin Smith tour yeah I, I tried going to uh, they did one up here but uh, it's sort of the, the curses of being a fucking uh, busy indie wrestler like being booked every weekend I, right. I miss out on Saturday and Sunday things even Friday things sometimes like um, so he was up here on a Saturday uh, doing his show and I just I think I had H2O or something and I, I forget what I had that day but missed out on a couple things which does suck at Times. So let's get back. All to right. So back to wrestling. <laughs> what was the what was your favorite match you ever um, wrestled in? 
Dude, that's such a hard question to answer because, like, I've had a lot of good matches. Um, yeah. I mean, my match with Raver, the first one we had at H2O, I think it was uh, Kingdom, Hardcore Kingdom 3. Uh, that one means a lot to me. Um, it, I think every, it was voted match of the year for the company. It was match of the night. Um, my first time wrestling Matt, me and Matt had a really good match at uh, Beyond Wrestling. Uh, it was a casket match. Mm-hmm. I had a really good match up in uh, NYWC with Tony Nese. So it's, it's really hard to be like this because I mean, my matches with Mikey. I, it's hard to be like this one or that one. I guess uh, up to current, uh, I had a match with Joe Gacy back in September of last year. It was a Doors match for Excite Wrestling, and it was their first show in their new building. And it was like five hundred. We packed house. Like, I think it was like four or five hundred people, and it was just awesome. Like we just clicked. And every time I wrestled Gacy, it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, I ran into Joe up at uh, Stand Alone, and sitting there talking, and I'm like, "Hey, man," he goes, "I." know you where the hell do i know you from i'm like a mike's little keener's little brother he goes oh shit yeah that's that's always the weirdest thing like i, I don't people come up to me like hey man it's good to see you again and i'm like uh, you too and i'm like i don't remember you because <laughs> you know you're at a show and you're just constant people and being hit in the head like it's not like you gotta do that yeah man you too and then i turn to somebody like I, who is that i don't want to be a dick well that's why i usually have db go with me to shows and then he'll introduce himself to like other people i, mean, I don't know who the hell you are yeah like, i hate doing that to fans like a fan will be like hey man it's good to see you again or like then i then i talked to them for 20, 20 minutes last show and i'm like i don't know who you are man. i'm sorry <laughs> that's why i say hey what's up and i'll, I'll keep on walking yeah. <laughs> um, so who had who had the best catering? Uh, there was a company. Well, there's a company in Long Island uh, called Victory Pro Wrestling, and every time they, I mean, I don't like they don't need to cater anything. All I need is like for me personally, you put a bottle, a case of water for the boys, I'm good. But they right. bring in like uh, an Italian and American six foot, uh, three foot or six foot subs, a uh, fucking fruit platter, Italian cookies, pasta salad. That to me, I'm like, dude, you're spending like five hundred dollars or something like that on three hundred dollars on food. I'm like, why don't you just fucking divvy that up and give me a pay increase? When, uh, uh, but yeah, I've had pizza, but I guess the best. Actually, you no, know no, I'm lying. The best catering was uh, Black Craft Wrestling. They did the show in Buffalo, and it was it was insane. It was like craft beers, free like chicken franchise, like all like oh high end stuff. And I, yeah, that was like real like WWE impact type catering I was like this is this is nuts yeah. and like oh you just what you want best catering I ever had was when uh, Breaker Morant ran in Philly at the school his kids went to and I walked in the back and he had wings and soda and water and hoagies from yeah, uh, Toludo's apples and all that other stuff and I'm like alright we're gonna have a good night the best catering yeah, I had yeah, Modern Vintage Wrestling, when they run, uh, Charlie has, uh, I think it's Pat or Gino's, whatever those, like, the big cheesesteak places in Philly, and, uh, usually they come in with, like, two full boxes of cheesesteaks, so that's pretty cool, I usually grab one for the end of the night, so, like, they're gone instantly, as soon as they come in, the boys just attack, and it's like a pack of wolves on, like, a carcass. Yeah, that's a bad idea before the match. Uh, I couldn't do it. I'll eat a hoagie, but it'll have nothing on it. It'll be bread and no, meat man, and I, cheese. I, I gra- you grab it, you put it in your bag, you hide it, and then you eat it on the road on the way home. Oh, you yeah. don't need to stop. That's you it. Straight home. Yeah. No wallows for you. <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, it all depends. We're down south, and Waffle House is a must. <laughs> must. So, okay. what? I, I I I listen to some of the podcasts you've been on. So, what kind of pets do you have in your collection? Uh, right now, uh, I have uh, six snakes. I have uh, one, two. I have four lizards. I got a, and my uh, I got a turtle, some fish, and I got my cat. Oh, and I got my girlfriend's uh, fiance, whatever, whatever she is, the ruler of my life, as I call her. Uh, I have her axolotls, which is like. A, um, it's like a salamander type thing. I got two. She has two of them. I got, I got a shit ton of stuff. That's kind of cool. That's kind of. And cool. I'm always getting people. People are always calling me to pick up animals or or take stuff in, and I'm always taking them in because not many people do that. So it's always like a revolving door of what I have. I have like three or four extra tanks that are just empty, and then they'll get filled up, and I'll either adopt them out or bring them to my uh, buddy's reptile store here, and he'll take care of it for me. You ever like think of like um, doing it like a rescue? I mean, basically, it's kind of what I do without you know really putting it out there. Um, like a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people on Long Island know that if they, you know, if they go to the, the reptile store, my friend, he uh, is a manager of Petco, and I have a buddy that works at PetSmart, if they, they'll, they'll give him my number, I have like a card, but uh, I don't want to put it out there because one, I don't have the time, I don't have the, and I don't have the space, and you know, it's it's a, it's a lot to come, you know, to come in and go to people's houses or have people bring stuff here. I've had people bring me stuff at shows, and I'm like, the fuck you want me to do with this thing right now? Like, um, 
ideally, I mean, if I, if I could have my dream, ideally I would have my own little facility, uh, like a little, my own little reptile zoo type thing where I could have people bring me animals also display stuff. Uh, I used to have my venomous permit. I used to have a permit for indigo snakes. Um, I, I don't have those anymore just because I don't believe in owning venomous snakes. Uh, I don't want to die young. I was stupid and young. Yeah. Um, and it costs money to renew them and stuff. So, but that'd be my, you know, one of my goals is to have my own facility. I'm currently, um, me and my girl are actually getting our own place together. We're getting a three bedroom. Uh, we're actually getting our a house. So I'll have an extra bedroom, which probably will be used mainly for reptiles, much to her anger. And I'll probably be doing a lot more. And, you know, then it'll be a little bit more acceptable and I can do more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, if you, okay. Um, this is called table five. Um, you're the fifth person. You have to put four people at your table. Who would they be? For, for what? Just to hang out with? To hang out, um, shoot the shit, whatever you want to do. Shoot the shit. Um, definitely Tremont. Tremont would definitely be one. Uh, Joe Gacy. Uh, I would have to put Eddie Kingston in there because Kingston is fucking amazing. Um, Mike Morgan, the owner of uh, American Championship Entertainment. And then I, I mean, I would have to probably put, man, it, it's a toss-up. It's either someone that really annoys me, but I love him, or someone I, I love in general. It's a toss-up. I, I would be a revolving chair. Every hour, it would switch between Jeff Cannibal and uh, Jimmy Raver. I would have thought you would have put Jake Roberts in there. <laughs> no, man, I learned a long time ago, never meet your idols. I met Jake when he was not clean, and it was horrible. And I actually met Jake right before the pandemic uh, started, and it, he was actually on the show. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll be different, because he's on the show, I'm the show, I'm the champ of the show. And it was still just the cold shoulder, and I was like, man, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I, you know what? I love the guy as a wrestler, but never meet your idols. I, I met guys like Cactus Jack Foley was, is awesome, and I, he will mess with me. I met a few guys, like I said, but for the most part, I don't want to meet anyone anymore. Like if they're if, if it's in the show, cool. I'm not gonna go out of my way anymore though. Right. Yeah. I I did meet Jake uh, the first time. I bought an autograph and he just wasn't there. You know what I mean? I was like, no. He shook my hand. He was like, hey man. And it was, was it. It was just. Yeah, it was it, just it, odd. It's you know. It's like I get it at like a, a convention. There's a hundred people just in and out, and it's like a fucking rotating door. Like people want to have like those twenty minute. I get that because I've done those conventions. It's like, it, it is like just like oh man, again the same. You know. But um, when it's in a locker room, I, I was like, oh maybe it'll be different. And I was like, nope. Like I had experience. Uh, I met Road Warrior Animal at a convention. Completely like oh thank you. And then I met him at a show night and day talking to me giving me advice so it's like you know it's that different side of it yeah he was the, the was cool, cool. He, the him. coolest one we ever met at a con was billy gunn billy gunn was cool billy gunn was freaking awesome that's awesome um i did i did i worked uh perry saturn's table when i met him he was awesome yeah we we did the last icons and next to us was animal next to him was jim duggan and billy gunn so it's like the three of them and hanging out with us i thought it was pretty cool yeah that's I, awesome. they had beefcake there and they had on um, Greg Valentine's next to each other. They didn't have anything that had the Dream Team um, to sign. I'm like, this is re weird. And both of them had cold shoulder to the fans. And I was like, okay, I really don't want to get their autographs, so I'm walking away. And Jim Duggan yeah, was man, the next it, person. It, I got his. Nikki was it cool. It sucks when it's like that, you know. And I, you know, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you don't know if their travel was shitty or whatever the yeah. fuck. But yeah, yeah. It, it sucks when it's a convention and you're excited to meet someone and they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. But um, and it was funny because Nikita Koloff was there too. And no, that was a while back. So no, it was the last one. Oh yeah, 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 it was. He was there, and I'm expecting from Mother Russia. I'm expecting no. Hey, uh, how y'all doing? Oh, he he was talkative. <laughs> he was fun. He was fun to talk to. He was cool. Um, Ron Simmons was fun to talk to. Shane Douglas, I thought he would have been. A cold shoulder. I talked to him like more than like five times, and he was one of the coolest people I ever met. Yeah, he's super nice. I got I got to share locker rooms uh, early on of H2O a lot with him. He he's really chill. He's really cool. But I did I did to um meet Jake Roberts second time, and I walked by. And I said, "Hey, you did awesome in Peter Butter Falcon." And he's like, "Oh, thank you very much." And that was a different reaction from Jake Roberts, and it was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I mean, dude, I'm glad you had a, I'm glad you had a positive experience with him. That's yeah, awesome. It was it was just a. I think it was more of the time that he he got away, um, moved out with DDP and all, so he's on his own again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think he had a different perspective with people, and he was talking to people, so it was a different thing with um, Jake Roberts. But so That's awesome, if, man. if you could go, if you could go back in time, would you start earlier? Would you uh, change I mean, I anything? I started when I was seventeen. Or are you talking about if I if I could like, like go change back anything? In time and start in any era? Like yeah, or, or if you could start in any era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I definitely like I definitely 
definitely, definitely would love to be in that like early '80s, mid '80s NWA, all Japan, uh, Japan, like you know, hanging in there with like Hanson and Funk and all those dudes. I would absolutely in a heartbeat. I think that would be amazing to, to experience like that live and like in the ring with those guys. It'd be epic, absolutely epic. Like I'm, you know, I grew up on the Attitude Era, but then like you know, as I got into the business, became more of a fan. Watching like Kamashi and Masawa, yeah. like Hanson and fucking Doctor Death, like those matches, those Cat Kings Road style, that strong style, like really early uh, '90s, late '80s stuff was just. I still love it. I gotta watch that all the time. I absolutely love that stuff. I I, I do want to. I was going through your list of people that you worked with, and the one that got got me like, uh, um, go, oh dude, this dude, that's a cool name to uh, work with. How was it working with King Kong Bundy? Amazing. The dude was the fun. First of all, I'm a huge like my favorite huge show is Mario Children. So that show is named after Bundy. Like, yes. And then getting the team with him, like, he was the funniest fucking person. I like, He was funny in the back and he was funnier in the ring. Like, I, we, it was him and myself against uh, this guy Spider and Tito Santana and yeah. he didn't tell like, he didn't tell anyone he was going to do this. He got on the microphone and he was like, Tito Santana, you goddamn wetback, go get me three Coronas and a case of tacos. <laughs> and then in the back, in the back, he's still making, and Tito's like the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. It's way too nice to wrestle. Just like, just like, he's like your old, like, uncle that's cool and chill and like, smokes his pot and he's just like, okay, I forget what Bundy's real name was, but he was like, okay, Bundy, all right, don't put the jokes. I get it. I'm Mexican. You want tacos? And he's, Bundy got, gets full naked right in front of, like, Mikey sits down, hands me a beer. So I'm like, six months in, goes, you're just teen with King Kong Bundy. I'm like, I know, this is fucking crazy. Bundy looks at Mikey and goes, hey, how's that your fucking retirement show? What the fuck are you still doing here, making a mockery of this business? <laughs> goes into the bathroom, comes out completely fucking, I'm butt ass fucking naked, like two feet from me and Mikey, and goes, you think I'm serious? You're making a mockery of this business? This business is a fucking joke, and just walks off naked. And I was like, <laughs> What? And I'm six months in. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I met, yeah, I met he, he was awesome. I, I, I met King Kong Bundy a couple times. Um, I, I have a friend that was in the business for a while. He was in ECWA, and he ran around as Mark Smart for a minute in, in Pennsylvania with Greg Spitz as, um, what were the, um, what was the tag team name? Who? Greg, Greg Spitz, Spitz and Smart? Sosha. They were the king of captivation, Mark Smart, and genetically gifted Greg Spitz, the well-hung warriors. So... They um, um I still had the shirt. Brian Brian was getting his name was Brian Sosha played Mark Smart. He he went to ECWA and was Brian Sosha and um he um so I went to a show in Jersey and out from nowhere I'm sit um I went in and said can I buy a ticket and in front of me I didn't notice it was King Kong Bundy with hair and um she's like yeah Chris but that and and I'm looking I was like yeah I came here from Pennsylvania to see my friend Russ um and he goes oh who's that I was like um Brian Sosha and he goes oh okay um. Yeah, go ahead, sit wherever you want. And the show didn't start for a while. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So sat front row and I enjoyed seeing my friend and King Kong Bundy was the nicest person I met that day. It was kind of cool. And then I saw yeah, him. At- he, he's, he's, he, was, he was the first guy that actually like yelled at me. Not yelled at me, but he gave me shit because you know I was young and uh, he turned on me so he could sell gimmicks, which that's the first time I ever experienced that. I was like, wait, you're, you're going to go, you're a bad guy. He's like, yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn on you. That way I can sell merchandise. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, he, you know, he did the, he was like, listen, I'll, I'll punch you and then he would splash. But being so green and like, I'm like, I want to, you know, I, he hit me, I got back up. He hit me like two more times. And on the third one, he's like, stay down. I'm old and super fat. <laughs> just started laughing in the ring. <laughs> um, yeah, I met him again before he passed away. It was at Icons. He was signing autographs. And I, and it was a cool, cool reaction for the first, like me buying an autograph at the Icons. And I, I would never. Yeah, I, I didn't even know he passed away like until like years after. And it was, I was shocked. Yeah. So um, Dave does um, a um, thing called the Battle Royal. So, Dave. Okay. So, first one is Mikey. Mikey Whipwreck. Um, just say one word or say whatever story, whatever you want to talk about. My mentor, trainer. So, side question to that. When we did the tag match where it was the Payne Brothers and you guys, Mikey ref that match. How did that feel? Yes. I mean, I've worked with Mikey so many times, and you know, against him, with him. Um, it's... I mean, anytime he's my trainer, he's my friend, um, he's my mentor. Like, it's always a pleasure and an honor to me. Uh, you know, I'll, I'm very loyal. I'll never forget the people that helped me. But uh, I mean, dude, I can write, I can tell you Mikey's stories all day. I've seen him take backdrops at dumpsters, for, uh, for, not even on shows. Just we're we're out we're out eating, and all of a sudden we're out hanging in the parking lot. And he's taking a backdrop. I've seen him smash a uh, Sunday brownie against his head in the middle of Ruby Tuesdays. I've uh, it's, he's he's amazing. He's 
I, can't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to you guys if it wasn't for him. Like, I, I can't say enough about him. Like, I was ring announcing for Carino up in um, Pottstown for PW, PWF, and Mikey was always there. So it was kind of cool to see him in the back and hang out. He's awesome, man. And honestly, he's a guy, I, I don't know if he wanted to or doesn't want to, but his mind for wrestling and his ability to train people, he should be, I think he should have a job in the AWWE, NWA, whatever other letters are out there now that have money in TV. He's oh, I agree with that. Um, Matt Tremont. Best friend. Mm-hmm. So next one is a friend of mine, Sean Carr. Uh, I like Sean. Uh, very driven. Sean's very driven, and Sean's, he's one of those rare guys, like, I just, you know, as you know, if you've been in the business, you know, it's very rare that you meet someone that you're like, I can trust this guy, and I, and, I, and I trust his word. I trust Sean, and I trust Sean's judgment, and I, yeah, Sean's awesome. Another guy, it's super talented. I don't know why he doesn't have a job somewhere. Super fucking talented. I mean, great heel, but also at the same time, an amazing father. Yes, he's an amazing father. Yeah, yeah, and he's, I mean, he's missed... <laughs> I, I don't know if I would do it, but he's, I watched him literally just be like, man, I can't make a show, my daughter, whatever. Like, he'll, he's awesome. He's a straight up dude. And I wish nothing but the best for him. I can't wait to see him again when uh, Excite's doing their deal now. Yeah, he was supposed to come do my brother's thing, and then he texted me back. He's like, yeah, I can't make it. There's shit going on. I'm like, all right, take care of it, bro. He's like, cool, thanks yeah. for checking up. He's an honest guy, man. You yeah. Know, I, I honestly do, straight up. All right, Chuck Payne. Chuck's awesome. I, I think he, I, I said it to him in the locker room. I, I think I said it to him during, I think Chuck's, I think Chuck's got, uh, Bright future, um, I, and Chuck's another guy, hardworking. Like he's told me shit about his personal life. I've nothing but respect for Chuck. I remember meeting him at uh, Tremont. Did a, uh, I got the, the first. It wasn't H2O. It was uh, WrestleFest or something. I think it was called. And okay. we were doing a battle royal, and Chuck came up to me, and he was like, you know, I, it would be an honor to work with you. And I was like, work with me? I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm nobody. <laughs> but um, and now seeing him, what he's doing in H2O, and how far he's come. Like I personally think, in another year or two, Chuck's gonna be like that guy that people are gonna be like, yo, I'm getting to work Chuck Payne. Like that's all. Like that's what right. I think and I hope for him. But he's he's straight up he's a badass and he's an honest and another guy that I legitimately take his word as the word and trust him. And I mean he's a freaking monster in the ring, but like when we hang outside the ring, fucking teddy bear. <laughs> like, yeah, he uh, he's He's a sweetheart. Right. I had to I had to say he's a cool guy. Um like every time he sees me we talk for hours and it's like, Oh cool, I'm a nobody, but he's talking to me like forever. When that's we went awesome. when we back that's, when that's, back that's to the first that's how you know he's genuine. That's yeah. how you know he's a real dude and he's not one of these guys that are just gonna try to fucking talk to you, find out if they can use you to get somewhere. Like he's genuine. And another thing he said, um, next time we do an interview, I'm coming to you guys and I'm like, Oh, awesome. Uh, I'll give him my address. <laughs> um That's awesome. The man hit a shooting star press. Oh, did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I told Matt. I, I, yeah, I hit Matt up, and I'm like, bro, I quit. I'm fucking done after the next show. I'm like, fucking Chuck Payne's doing a shooting star. What the fuck are we going to do now? <laughs> like, dude's fucking 6'5", and told me, like, 320. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And then, then Mike bitched at him about it. Oh, they did. Yeah. But I mean... No, I look... It's, it's imp- I mean, look, he told me, when he told me he could do a moonsault, I was like, holy shit. And then when I saw that, that's the kid. He, he's not even a kid. I call him a kid, but he's a grown man. But um, it's awesome. It's impressive. And it just goes to show, like I, like I said, I backed up my point. I really think in a year or two, Chuck's going to be a guy people are going to be talking about and booked everywhere that young guys are going to be like, holy shit. Like, I remember when guys, you know, I have young guys come with me and be like, it's an honor. I'm like, I, I don't look at myself that way. And I know Matt. And like, I think Chuck will find himself in that position where young guys are going to be like, it, it was an honor, sir. And he's going to be like, what are you talking? About. I mean, when we came back to the first H2O show, he's standing outside talking to us, and I went to shake his hand. He's like, put that shit away. Give me a hug. I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah, dude, H2O, it, that, that's a different vibe over there. It's not a, you know, there's, H2O is the first company I've ever been in that's there's no BS, there's no drama, there's no nonsense. If it is, it's taken care of, and it's family. It's straight up, like, I'm right. like, oh, we're a family, we're a family. It's straight up 100% a family. Um, On to the next one. Oh. Joe, what? Oh, was, okay, go ahead. Joe Gacy. Another be- best friend. Joe's I, there's a lot of rumors going around about Joe and where his future is and if and I'm not I'm not going to say anything because it's not my business but if the rumors I've heard are true Joe deserves everything that's coming his way and he's worked hard and he's another guy that did it his way and it, it's absolutely awesome and I, I love Joe and I love his uh, his girl wife girlfriend I love Amy and um, fuck it wasn't for me uh, Wrestlemania when I forget which one it was but it was when Roman wrestled Undertaker uh, we were all down there for WrestleCon if it wasn't for me Joe and Gacy uh, Amy wouldn't have had a hotel so so we're fitting yeah. my family, you know. Joe's, I love Joe, and I hope everything but the best for him in the future. Well, that was like we were up at the one standalone show, and uh, Cross was there, and we we're talking to Cross. He's like, Hey, what's going on, man? How you been? Blah, 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 blah. And we're like, What are you up to? What's going on? And he's like, Good things coming. I can't tell you, but we got shit coming. Two weeks later, debuts on NXT. And that was gone. There you go. And 
you know, with Evolve closing and all the rumors. Like I said, I, I did the extra. I don't ask anyone's business. They tell me that's on them. But uh, I, like I said, I've heard the rumors, and I, if, it, if they are true, if they're not true, whatever it is, I just I think Joe's gonna be in a better place, and he and he absolutely deserves it. Oh yeah, uh, Sonny Hiss. Sonny, I, I love Sonny. I, I think he's a good kid. I think and I'm not trying to be. Not, Sonny's good. I think Sonny could be better. Um, and I think right now he's got a lot to learn. I watch him on TV, and I'm super happy for him. And I think it's awesome, and what he represents. And the LBG community, and you know, but um, I think in time, Sonny's gonna be a lot better and a lot more polished. I think right now, it's he's like unmolded clay, it's really rough around the edges, right? Well, I mean, and Killian's a friend of ours, too, so a lot of things good going for both of them. That's awesome. Uh, Lance on Hawaii, I hate him. No, um, <laughs> Lance, he, I, another first, he's probably one of the stiffest guys I've ever been in the ring with, and the laziest, but mm. um, Lance is awesome. I don't know why Lance doesn't have a job. I mean, he got that. Samoan Dynasty, that Samoan blood. He's got but, the name. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but Lance is the one that told me about, uh, I think he calls it a, a Samoan snack, or he's like, it's mayo, uh, it's pizza dipped in mayo, and I was just like, you're, you're, you're fucking people disgusting. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I don't know. I know. I think he was in MLW, but I, yeah. I couldn't, I, again, I, I love Lance. I'll work Lance any day of the week. It's To me, working Lance, like, that throwback of, like, Snooker and Stan Hansen, we just went out there and beat the hell out of each other every time we work, and it's fun. When he wants to go. When Lance is motivated, he's on. When Lance right. is not motivated, it's like fucking pulling teeth. It's like, bro, can we work? He's like, I don't know, man. Can we just do this? I'm like, whatever. Stan Hansen. Oh, yeah. that, 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 that's a name. Well, we met um, Stan Hansen. Yeah, but um, there's a um, promoter, but he went by the, he was a wrestler at one point named Frank Cody. You can find him on ECW. So um, he was supposed to wrestle um, Stan Hansen on ECW. And like, he called up his um, trainer. He's like, yeah, I'm going to wrestle Stan Hansen. He said, leave now. Go. And then, um, <laughs> And he left. He walked out and all that. And um, finding out, um, Stan Hansen beat the crap out of the two people he um, wrestled that night. And uh, he's Frank's like, yep, I'm happy I left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a clip that's on YouTube of, uh, I think the Blackhearts. And he, like, belts one of them in the back of the head with a chair. And then you can see, like, the red, wet marks from the back of the dude's head. He was no joke. He was... He's fucking badass. Super nice guy. I got to meet him. Super nice guy, but yeah. shit in the ring, he'd fucking murder you. Oh, gosh, yeah. On uh, one of your best friends, G Raver. I love Raver to death. Again, I, I put him on the same category with Matt. He's he's awesome, and I, I can't say more good things about him. I just, I can't wait to see him back in the ring, and my only thing is I just hope he doesn't rush it. You know, what, what happened to him is... Yeah. A one in a million fluke, man. Like he's, ta- I've seen him. I've been in the ring with him when he's taking that spot, and it just was a freak thing. And I just want him to come back and be able to do his thing and 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 live and live a good life and make money. So, yeah. But I love him to death, and he knows for a fact if he needs me, I'm there in a heartbeat. Somebody who I've known for almost 20 years, Devin Moore. Oh, the Dev. Devin's a fucking living legend. Like, you hear stories about, you about Devin Moore? You about the Dev? Like, whether they're good or bad. I, I love Devin. I've never had a bad, I've had, a, I've had bad experiences with Devin. Nothing where it's like bad, bad. But like, there's been moments in the ring where I'm like, come on, Dev. But he's a pioneer. I mean, I put Devin up there with Danny and, and Trent Asset. He, he's another guy that made the Northeast Indies in that, uh, what, mid-2000s to early 2013s. 10s, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, he was the man. He, and, and, you know, you could say, look, everyone's got their problems and everyone has had their ups and downs and highs and lows, but Devin's a pioneer in my opinion. And I, I have a ton of respect for him and I'm, I'm, it's cool I get to call him a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching YouTube clips of him and like him and Drew and Danny and them, them just killing it and like being able to call them friends and talk to them on that, at that level was, it's just awesome. I mean, I knew Trent when Trent was first coming up and when I found out everything it's with crazy. him. Um, So, did you know Nate Hatred too? I never met Nate. I never met Trent. Um, no, I, I met Nate once. Uh, once or twice. Once I think he was at the Onita show, and then I met him at, I want to say, one of the H2O shows he stopped. Well, maybe it wasn't H2O. It was someone else that was running. Had him on the show. But um, I never really had a real conversation with him and got to know him other than, like, the, you know, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you type deal. Yeah, he was a good kid. He was family. Yeah, yeah I have. Sucks, I have... man. Like, that, that, was an, that was a car accident, right? Right. Rats his car around a pole. Yeah, yeah. I, I was doing security for the stadium, and Mike calls. And he goes, Nate died. I'm like, what? And then I talked to his mom two days later because his mom's my cousin and just see how she was doing. Nah, so. It sucks, man. It, it, it's, it's been a crazy few years, man. Like every year, it's someone. It's scary. Yeah, big right. time. Um, yeah. Preacher. 
great mind for, for training. Super great mind. And he's, uh, no nonsense. Preacher will, if you shit the bed, Preacher will be like, bro, you fucking suck. You know, he'll tell you honestly. And that's what I love about him. You know, another, like I said, and he's part of the H2O family. So he's family. Right. Uh, but, we're going to have him on soon. Yeah. Jeff Cannonball. Oh, God. I, I hate Cannonball. <laughs> Every, Jeff Cannonball is like, if... If I'm hot, Jeff's cold. If I'm cold, he like we're yeah. we're good. We're, we're great friends. I talk to Jeff almost every day via Facebook, but we are the polar opposite. He's a vegan. I hunt. Um, <laughs> Fingerboard. I'm a grown man that has real life responsibility. Um, he likes stupid shit. I like good shit. Like we're just opposite, but he's also a very good friend and someone that I can talk to and we vent to each other about everything from real life to wrestling. So I love Jeff. Uh, funny story. Jeff once woke me up, uh, basically bare ass naked playing fucking metal. Uh, blood on his fucking guitar so <laughs> yeah Jeff is uh Jeff's a character. Jeff, he has hero shame. I feel bad for his wife every day that she has to deal with him. And I love Tara, but I don't know how anyone can deal with him on a daily basis. He is uh, <laughs> he's a fucking handful. Being on road trips with him, uh, yeah, he's just, he's one of a kind. And I'm, I'm happy I can call him a friend. So, I also sometimes hope he fucking slips and falls and hurts himself so I don't deal with him. <laughs> the next one is Dan Maff. He's fucking, Moff is the... I don't even know what to put Moff as. Man, I would put Moff as, like, the Dr. Death of Northeast Indies. Like, Moff is, he was the guy. He was the king before he went to Ring of Honor. Um, He was the guy that was working the most, doing his thing, busting his ass. I mean, Moff had that aura, you know, the whole, uh, was it the dog house or strong, with strong shot dogs or whatever, homicides, one of homicides many groups that he had. Um, And and Moff is awesome. And I've gotten the privilege to work Moff a few times, and and I would like to think that I'm friends with Moff. And I'm super happy that he finally got an opportunity on a national stage to show what he can do. Yeah, he he chopped on Brian Pillman Jr. at Magic in New Jersey. Was that when he shit the bed? Yeah, um, Pillman, um, he shit himself, and the fans were going crazy over that. So literally Dan Moff chopped the shit out of him? Yeah. Dude, uh, that, yeah, Moff is, he's no joke. Mm. Yeah. But he'll, he'll, he'll give it and he'll take it. Uh, I, he has a lot of respect for Mike Morgan at Ace. And I actually worked, Bob, um, numerous times. One of the last times we worked, it was just one of the crazy brawls, and they were selling fucking those big Italian sausages, and I just grabbed one and threw it at him. It broke <laughs> over his head, and I turned around, and he's just eating the fucking sausage. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm just having fun, Poppy. I'm like, all right, man. But yeah, he'll, he will fuck, man. He's a, one of the hardest hitters I've ever been in the ring with. Oh, shit. Um, bam. Sullivan. Sam Sullivan? Yes. Uh, he's one of my students. When, you know, I helped train him. Uh, give that kid him. another two give him another two years and he's gonna be making waves. He's determined, he looks like a million bucks. Um, the only thing with him is, is that he needs to stop with the whole fucking crazy political stuff on his Facebook because, you know, that's never yeah. really good. But um, I think in a, I think in a year or two, especially where he is at H2O, I think Bam's going to really make an impact. He's got the drive, he's got the want, he's got the desire, and he's got the talent. I mean, that's just, you know, I'm not playing favorites because I help train him. I'm just being straight up honest. That's just my opinion. I think him along with Chuck will be the guys that people are going to be like, I want to work. Like, how people are like, I want to work Nick Gage or Nick Gage this or Matt Tremont. Like, they will be on that level. My, the, the two that I say to look out for in the next year or so is Chuck Payne and Eric Martin. Those are the ones yeah. I say. Yeah, that's, that's definite. Um, Schlack? Oh my God, I don't think I have enough time. Schlack <laughs> is... No, Slash awesome, and he gets a lot of nonsense for shit he did in his past, and you know whatever. And I don't think I don't think anyone can sit there and be like I was a perfect person throughout my whole life. Like now everyone did shit they regretted and shit. Um, I personally I love Slack. I think Slack's awesome. I'm happy for his success. He's a good friend. We talk all the time. We bullshit, make fun of things that we think is funny, and you know we both you know think the world is stupid with some of the things they want to censor, and that's it. But he's awesome. I, I would if somebody if I had to go to battle and Slack was the person I was fighting for, I wouldn't hesitate. Mm. Eddie Kingston. Eddie. Eddie was the first independent wrestler, real, like, I'm talking like indie darling, whatever you want to call it, nonsense, was the first guy that really took a shine to me, and I don't know why, and I don't think Eddie knows why. I may, there might be similarities, but Eddie took me under his wing. Eddie would call me. Eddie would tell me send matches. Um, Eddie was a mentor and a friend, and um, I almost, I don't cry. I'm a man, but seeing him on AEW and... <laughs> Doing what he did, I almost cried for him. I, I'm so happy for him. And if he doesn't get signed, the wrestling business is dead. And it's, it's yeah. done. I don't know how anyone cannot see what he did and not go, this dude is fucking money. Whether I don't care if it's just, if just give him a microphone, that was 
the best thing in, I've seen in wrestling in a very long time on TV. Way better than the damn Swamp Fight. If anyone thinks that's good, not Eddie, they're out of their mind. Uh, I, I fell in love with Eddie, too. Um, it was the first time um, going to independent shows, and I saw him out there. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's awesome. And I haven't watched Eddie for years. I remember Eddie when he was doing the independents around here in Philly. Yeah, I enjoyed Ron Simmons. Real. Eddie's real. Like, when you watch Eddie, you go, yeah, I know wrestling's fake, but dude, this guy looks like he'll really, like, he'll pull someone's eyeball out. And that's, that's something that I strive for and I want. I want people to be like, yeah, I know wrestling's fake and it's whatever, but this dude looks like he'll really fucking, like, he'll bite someone's fucking ear off. Like, that's what's, Eddie's real. And that's oh. why I think that. Oh, his promo on um, AEW was awesome. He had me. Probably he had me. Was, yeah, probably the best promo on TV. Maybe since that, that Cody did that one promo that everyone said was his, uh, his, um, uh, what was the, the Dusty promo? I can't even remember it now. I'm not Dusty fan. Shit. The famous <laughs> Dusty promo everyone talks about. Yes, um, I, I remember what you're talking about. But yeah. That, yeah, Cody did one, I think, like almost a year ago. But uh, again, if Eddie doesn't get signed, I don't care who it's for, to a major, like AEW or WWE, uh, wrestling's dead to me. I don't know how can't be that there's money to be made with this guy. I'm waiting for Tremont to walk out on AEW and wrestle Cody for the we time. We all are. Oh, yeah. We all are, man. We all are. And when, and and then, when that happens, then I'm, actually, then I'm going to actually cry because then it to me it's like there's wrestling like there's justice like seeing Eddie was like alright there's an opportunity for like the guys that you wouldn't say would get a, a shot and then if seeing that it, it would just I, I'd be speechless I'd cry yeah Who's next? JTG wants to do that. He posted on his Twitter about it. Yeah, what's next? Um, Fahala Ba. Fahala Ba? Yeah. Fahala's yeah. awesome. I've got to work him a few times at uh, Right Coast Pro when we were there. And um, then all of a sudden I turned on Impact. I'm like, what the fuck is Fahala doing on TV? <laughs> I didn't even know he got signed. Like, I know he was working with the Jared thing. I'm happy for him. I really am. Fahala's awesome. He, he lost a lot of weight. He looks great. And, you know, I can't be mad at a guy that is, is a good dude. That get, you know, if he was an asshole, I'd be like, fuck him. But Fahala's awesome. And I'm super happy for him. Yeah. You had said Red Coast Pro, right? That's in Delaware. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Chick magnets. Yeah. I, I was there. I was there when it first started. And then it, it's just nothing against JJ and his wife and the guys there. God bless them. But um, it's not my style. They're very, 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 very family friendly. I think uh, I was riding with uh, Mega. And that's who I was driving the shows with. And I was just like on the show back. I was like, man, this, just, this isn't what I want. This isn't the style for me. And this isn't what I want to do. I'm like, this is like Chuck E. Cheese wrestling. Like it's very, very child, you know, very family friendly. I'm like, I don't know what. I, and then I was doing death matches. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm like, they got me here, and I'm doing this wild, crazy Harry Funk as you know, Stan Hansen character, and I can't, like, I just, it wasn't the right fit. But I hope, I, I don't even know if they're still running. I hope they are. They are. I hope they're doing great. I think they're still running, but they're they took time because of this virus going on right now. Well, yeah. I mean, my one sour moment was I was, it was actually myself against. Uh, I got to work Cheetah Master, which was fucking amazing like that dude was holy oh shit like Hulk Hogan came out Cheetah Master like, everyone's like yeah everyone was telling me about this Cheetah Master he's like dude he's so over I'm like he hasn't wrestled in like 15 years how over can he be this dude came out I was like Hogan showed up I was like what the hell but um <laughs> Kendra never... was at a show and Kendra pulled me aside one time I was like I just want to let you know you're not my cup of tea in wrestling but you're doing okay and I was like that's kind of like the weirdest backhanded combo uh, comment I've ever fucking got in my life <laughs> Cheetah Master never seen him work but I heard so much about him it's like Mr. It's like Mr. Ola, legend, and you're like, oh, that's Mr. Ola, and I fell in love with his comedy routine. Who's next on your list? Nick Cage. He's the king, right? That's what they say about him. Um, I like Nick. Nick's a pol- I know he's a very polarizing person, you know, with his past and everything that he did. I don't hold it against him. Dude did his time. Um, I think Nick sometimes could be his own worst enemy in terms of, you know, when he works. It's like, you got to fight Nick. <laughs> you got to, if you're not willing to fight, then you're not going to last. He'll eat you up. But he's a, he's a good dude. I've never had a bad experience with him. And he, he likes me and shows me respect. I show him respect, but I have no issues with Nick. He's, right now, he's the guy. He, he is the guy on in the Indies. If you're going to put a guy on an indie show in the Northeast, engage is on it, you're going to draw you're gonna draw those those rabid fans i remember frankie picard was on our interview he's like i want to um, wrestle nick gage and then he got his um wish with game changer and wrestled on the beach so i'm happy for frankie who's next yeah good for frankie uh chrissy rivera I like Chrissy. You know she doesn't like me right now, but uh, she's Chrissy's honest and she's cool and she's one of a pioneer in CZW. The girl was there during blackout, um, and unfortunately, you know, on, on the end of her run in CZW, she didn't get treated the right way. And you know, I, I don't think her or her husband uh, Jolly Roger, Tyler Murphy, are really doing anything in wrestling. I guess they're out, but I hope they're doing good. And you know, she is she no bullshit. Night. And she's, what happened? She worked Friday night. Oh, did she? 
She worked uh, Titan, Goddesses of War. Good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, Stan Styles. He's a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> but he's Stan's funny. He's, all, I mean, he, he's, great. he's good at what he does. I, I, I can't be like Stan's a great wrestler because I've I wrestled Stan, but it wasn't a wrestling match. It was, you know, what okay. Stan does. Um, but he, what he does, he's great at, and he's awesome, and he runs a good promotion from what I understand. Uh, last one. I, I, I like his gimmick, so that's why I put it on the list. So the last one I got is Nothing Face. He's uh he's interesting. Um I think in time he's gonna be good. Right now he's very rough around the edges. He's very very green. Yes. But he's in the in my in my opinion he's in the best possible school he can be in the Northeast, and that's at H two O. Yeah. And like, I think with Matt Preacher, and I think uh, I think your brother. Yes. Yeah. Now. Wednesdays. Yeah. He's a trainer. Yep. Yeah, and I think with those guys and the people he's learning from, I think he. I think not just him. I think all the kids at H two O have unlimited potential to be phenomenal. Austin Luke, that kid. Uh, he's what? I mean, that kid's gonna go far if he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah, there's a there's a couple kids. Um, I think I forget Chris, the kid that wrestled that wrestled um Lucky on one of the shows. Nova. Um, he's yes. Um, I know he wasn't actually an H two O guy, but he came there whenever whatever happened with his school. He's phenomenal. There, there's so many kids at H two O. Like I told Matt the other day, I'm like, bro, you're gonna have to start another show because you got all these kids that are super talented. What are you gonna do? You gonna start pushing everyone else out? Like, yeah, yeah, we had we had Johnny Nova on the show the other night. Yeah, we did an interview. I've known Johnny Nova for years because we're both actors at the Bates Motel in Glen Mills, in Glen Mills, PA, and it was kind of cool to have him on the show. Yeah, I, I think Christian Ross and Chris Bradley are gonna be well. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I, I, like I said, man, my favorite student Matt has, I forget his name, but uh, his character is he's the president, and I just think it's absolutely uh, fucking Eddie. hysterical and yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, he needs a bigger tie. I keep on telling him that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great having you. Hey, DB, what you doing? Hey, what's going on? I'm looking outside. Not, I'm getting a little hungry trying to figure out what I'm going to have for dinner. Oh, we're going to have something to eat? Yeah, and you know what? I'm thinking about ordering from this place in Wilmington, which is... Like your area. Oh, it's right around in my corner yeah. at Marsh Road, yeah. Right, so this place is called Siddeley to go. Oh, are we going to go somewhere? Yeah, oh yeah. I had pizza from there the other night. It was so good. It was delicious. Anthony and Alex and the rest of the staff there make really good food. And now, they're even catering. Catering? Catering. That's the magic word. Right, that was a cheap pop, too. Oh, catering. Right. For you. So now, they are located at 1806 Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware. Nineteen eight one zero. Thank you. They're, They're open every day from Monday to Sunday from 10 to 10 and on Sundays 11 to 9. You can reach them at 302-475-9000. Since 1982, they've been around. Authentic Italian food. Mwah. We just had Stockade on. I am D.B. Richards. I'm Dave Keener. And we'll see you in the ring. In the ring.